Welcome, 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 welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement. Dr. Thomas Hemingway here, super pumped, super grateful. Let's go. All right. Welcome, 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 guys. Woo. Welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast. Dr. Thomas Hemingway here, super pumped, super grateful, just another beautiful day. Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped, so ready, so grateful. Just pounded out 30 pull-ups to get in state for you guys, and uh, we're rocking. So welcome, welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast, another amazing episode. I think you will not want to miss this one. We are going to get into some additional energy steps that will give you that energy, that oomph, that chutzpah, that vitality that you want on a daily basis. In my last show, we talked about some of my favorites that will just enhance the energy that you have, will just pump you up, and in true form, they're all free. You can do all of these things with no fee. They're, they're free things that you can do. And and actually, today will be no different. We will get into some more energy hacks, metabolism hacks, things that you can do simply with your body, how you can generate more energy. So are you ready? I hope so. Well, before we get into it, just wanted to shout out to you guys, my listeners, give you a big thanks and, and really just grateful for you guys, especially grateful when you drop me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google, wherever you listen, please drop a review. It's so easy. You just scroll down to the end of the show there, click on the star farthest to the right, and then there's a little button there with a little square with a little pencil coming out the top right corner where you can just write a review. I read every one of these. Oh, my gosh. The last one I read was entitled by a gal um, named Meredith who just said, I can't get enough of this stuff. So I'm so, so grateful for you, Matt, Meredith, and all you guys out there that are that are listening, that are sharing, that are just getting value from these shows. I just, I love doing it because I gain value myself. I do lots of research and I just love to share it with you guys. And it's amazing. I hope you guys are pumped for, for the <laughs> rest of this amazing year. We just completed two full months. We got 10 left to just make this our own, make this the best year ever. So there is still plenty of time if you haven't got going on your on your goals, on your dreams. I don't even like to call these things resolutions because if any of you set those, they're probably they're probably forgotten by now, but just our our <laughs> our goals and our desires and our mission, our ikigai as the Japanese say. We just really want to pursue what we're here to be, what we're meant to do. And we can do that. And I, I started off each and every day with a quick just moment of gratitude and of my intention list for the day, those things that I really need and want to get done. And I start with the hardest one first, the one that I really don't want to do. If it's write that email or make that phone call or do that post or or get ready for that show or whatever is whatever I is maybe going to be the hardest thing on that list. I try to do that first because I'm pumped. I'm energized. I, I just got in my 30 pull-ups to get in state. It's still early in the morning. Just dropped off my kids um, at the bus stop this morning. I walked them over, and uh, they're on their way to school. It's a beautiful morning. The sun's coming up. It's incredible. And anyway, so pumped to share this episode. I got a lot of good news coming. I'll share a little bit of that quickly with you. I got my book coming out, Preventable. I hope you'll grab a copy. It's not available yet, but I'll let you know. You'll be the first to know. And if you want to know all the details, hop on over to my website, modernmedicinemovement.com. Scroll down, click on the link to join the free newsletter, which comes out every week, usually on a Thursday. Sometimes it gets into the weekend, depending on how chaotic it can be with my six kids and our five businesses and all the different things we got going on, my doctoring and, and everything else. And um, anyway, um, I'm also going to just get you all of the info that you'll need on that website, that newsletter, 
Um, join my free Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. It's called Modern Medicine Movement Health and Wellness Facebook group. Um, I will be starting also an amazing VIP community called Thrive with Dr. Thomas. It's going to be incredible. I just did a keynote speech called Thrive, Not Simply Survive Life. And those that you, of you folks that were there in Scottsdale, Arizona, it was an incredible event incredible venue called the Clayton House. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Three days of just power-packed stuff with folks like Dave Hollis and, oh my gosh, Patrice Washington, Jasmine Starr. My beautiful wife, Brooke, was crushing it. We had just some amazing folks, Amber Lee Lago, Tiffany Peterson. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. So if you didn't get a chance to be there, you can still check out not only my keynote, but all of those amazing uh, speakers I just mentioned. Three days worth of content, super low price, uh, under 200 bucks. You can get the whole three-day event. Uh, go to Align Events Live. And if you go quickly, AlignEventsLive.com, hopefully you'll still get the whole program workbook, which uh, we'll mail to you. My son will mail it to you. So if you get on over there quickly and get one of those last uh, several workbooks that are left, it'll be amazing. Um, you'll, you'll not regret it. All of this amazing content, you can watch it, you can rewatch it, take notes. Ah, amazing. Uh, anyway, um, so pumped to share with you this stuff, guys. It's going to be amazing. Um, please, please, please don't forget to sign up for my free newsletter, modernmedicinemovement.com, and you will get all the stuff that's coming, the up-and-coming stuff. It'll be awesome. And for now, let's get into it. We have just one of my favorite topics ever to talk about which is energy. We are energy. We are vibration. We are electrical energy. Who knew? We can actually generate energy. You guys have heard maybe in your physics or science or engineering class this thing called piezoelectric energy. Well, we can actually generate that. When we move our bodies, we can generate energy. We have an energy field around us. We have magnetism. We are alive. Our cells are living. We have voltage that goes across the cell. That's how we can transmit messages from one nerve to the next in billions and billions of times throughout the day. This is all energy. We are energy and we can create energy, right? It's amazing. And one of my favorite ways to create energy, believe it or not, it, it sounds counterintuitive in the beginning, right? Because movement or exercise, moving our body, you know, it does, it does, Expend a little energy, right? Requires ATP, but we can also create more energy by movement and we can have more, feel more just pumped up. I mean, when we get moving and we start moving our body, you know, moving in place like I'm doing now or whatever it is, going for a quick 10 minute walk or just doing some, you know, some squats in our standing desk like I'm doing now or get up uh, every 47 minutes like the studies show and, uh, you can grab a, a dumbbell that you have at the, <laughs> the side of your desk like I'm doing right now. Like I literally, <laughs> I literally have these things all over the house. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I just uh, banged myself. Good thing I had these uh, headphones on. They provided a little uh, cranium protection from head trauma. But anyway, <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube video, you got a good kick out of that. But movement is just one of those things that it's one of my favorites, to be honest. It, it gets me going. It gets me energized. If I'm having a little bit of a down moment, a down hour, down afternoon, whatever, a down day, like I just get up and move and the results are near instantaneous, right? We get our blood flowing. We get more oxygen delivered to the tissues. We get pumped up and... <laughs> Right? I don't know if you guys have ever heard the saying, we don't, we don't just get energy as humans. We can create it. We can make it. We can do it. We can charge ourselves up by boosting the energy levels with changing our state. That's probably one of my favorite things ever that uh, Tony Robbins has articulated really well. I think we all know this, but in order to get our bodies in our optimal sort of thriving condition, our peak state, as he likes to say, our peak state, it involves movement, it involves physiology, getting our bodies going, getting our bodies moving. And if you guys have ever been to a Tony Robbins event, I mean, you are jumping, you are dancing, 
Not, not a lot different than a Brooke Hemingway Align event. There's lots of dancing. There's lots of moving. There's amazing music. You know, I think, I think we should have a little poll. Who's got the better um, <laughs> soundtrack for their event? Is it Tony Robbins or is it my wife, Brooke? I mean, I think they're both amazing. Those are, those are some of my favorite uh, music uh, lists uh, to listen to and, you know, playlists, if you will. Um, if you don't have that Align uh, playlist, well, you got to pick up that that recording, Align Events Live. You're going to see all the all the action. You're going to see the dancing. It's going to be incredible. But uh, <laughs> anyway, something you can always ask yourself on a daily basis is, did I get my movement in? And we're not talking, okay, you got to start your watch. You got to do 30 minutes of exercise each and every day. Guess what? You actually don't have to do a regimented, scheduled, you know, quote unquote workout. In fact, what's interesting, the data has looked at that. People who just have their sort of stopwatch and timer that said, okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes. I'm going to do that three days a week. Like that's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. But actually it's the folks who throughout the day incorporate movement, whether it be, you know, that couple of minutes every hour, you know, the squats at your desk, you know, the air squats or the lunges or taking a 10-minute walk every you know hour, um, whatever that is, doing your dumbbell, you know, weights at your desk. Like maybe you've even been so blessed to have a walking treadmill under your desk. Like that's one of my dreams. Like I, one of these days or years or months, you know, we're gonna make that happen. I'd love to have that for my wife and I to be able to use from time to time. She would literally walk on that thing all day long. I know. A lot of times she'll do a coaching call, and if it's something that she can do just on the phone, she'll just go for a walk. You know, we call it a walk and talk, and, you know, she and I love to do a walk and talk a couple times a week. I wish we could do it every single day, and maybe we can. It's just hectic with all the six kids, but we like to do at least a couple times a week a little walk and talk, you know, and that's usually like on our maybe seventh day where we're not doing a bunch of like gym stuff. We're not going to Orange Theory. I'm not you know, surfing or snowboarding, I'm not getting high intensity stuff, but we'll just go for, you know, 30 minutes or even an hour. Sometimes if we're having fun, we're out in the woods and it's beautiful, not too cold or not too hot. We'll do, you know, an hour and a half walk. It's incredible. So the movement, it's not necessarily the quantity, quote unquote, like set your stopwatch, do your 30 minutes, do your 60 minutes. It's just actually, if you can move throughout the day on a super regular basis, like once an hour, do these five minutes of, you know, movement in place. If you're at a, you know, uh, office and you can't get out and go for a quick walk or go up and down the stairs outside of your, your cubicle or whatever it is, like just moving throughout the day is even more beneficial than these regimented, say 20 or 30 minute workouts a couple days a week. And I'm not knocking that. That's super important. I'm all for the six for six or even seven for seven, where we're getting prescribed, you know, regimented, you know, 30 minutes or 20 minutes each and every day, but we don't have to be so, you know, sometimes just that, you know, 20 or 30 minute threshold is scary for us. We think, oh my gosh, you know, I have a jam packed day. I just, I don't have the time, you know, maybe you're commuting, maybe you're traveling, maybe whatever it is. And you're just like, oh my gosh, the thought of like 30 minutes, like start the clock and go to 30, like it just seems impossible. What I'm telling you is that's fine. It's okay. You don't have to hit that 30-minute slot. You can do five minutes every hour. And you add that up if you're awake. I mean, I kid you not, for 12 hours, which most of us are because usually we don't sleep till about 12 hours. You do five minutes every hour for 12 hours. What is that? That's a whole hour of exercise, a whole hour of movement. And that'll at the end of the day, that'll be even better for you to keep your body moving to build that piezoelectricity to keep your energy up, your vibration up, your zest, your blood flow, all that good stuff. There are literally thousands of benefits of exercise. I can't even begin to articulate all of them. I did a whole course on movement where I explained not only the physiology, you know, behind it, the benefits, how easy it can be. And then we'll talk about, you know, what's right for you. Is it you know, aerobic, is it anaerobic, is it weight training or resistance training? And it's different for each and every person, but a little spoiler alert, spoiler alert, it's not just one prescription for everybody, right? We're all different, we're all unique, and so will your movement plan or your exercise program. And so if you want to get more on that, watch out for my upcoming course on movement. 
the magic of movement or exercise, and, and you'll be so pumped that you got that. All right, last week we already talked about one of my favorite things that's free, which is hydration. <laughs> you just saw me chugging away there on YouTube and hydration. <laughs> I think I talked about it for 10 or 15 minutes. It's one of my favorite things because it's free, it's simple, and so powerful. So go, go back and re-watch or re-listen to that. We talked about hydration. We talked about food, which probably one of the, if not the, most important thing we do health-wise is pay attention to what goes down the trap, right? In my youth, I was accused of having a bottomless pit because I literally, you know, especially in my teenage years, would just pound the food, just pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds, and I never gained an ounce. <laughs> I mean, I was bouncing off the walls all day long, kind of like I am now, coming up on 50. I'm still bouncing off the walls all day long, but maybe more so even then, you know, and, and the... Um, the food that we put into our bodies, the fuel, is of the utmost. And so go back and re-watch or re-listen to that because food matters. The quality, right? The quality, the source. And even we talked about the timing of our food a little bit. I got into one of my favorite topics called time-restricted feeding or intermittent fasting because it's, once again, it's free, it's simple, it's easy. We've been doing it for millennia as homo sapiens, as human beings. We literally have gone 12, 14, 16, 18, 24 hours at a time on a regular basis without food because we just didn't have those convenience stores. We didn't have a pantry. We didn't have a refrigerator, you know? And our bodies are perfectly well adapted. And not only can we do it, but we need to. We must because it's during that time where we are not digesting, that our body is taking out the trash, right? It's trash day or trash night every single night in our bodies, our refresh, our housekeeping, you know, take the garbage out. That only happens essentially when we're not eating. We're flushing the system, getting rid of toxins. This beautiful process called autophagy is occurring primarily at night while we're sleeping and while we're not eating. So it gets to extend into our day if we do this time-restricted feeding thing or intermittent fasting, and we can optimize those benefits. Remember I mentioned David Sinclair, one of the longevity experts out there. The guy looks like he's about 16. I think he's 56 or something, but <laughs> the guy looks like a teenager. One of his clues, one of his, you know, success leaves clues. You guys have heard of that, but one of his teachings, one of his probably, I would say his number one life hack, if you will, for longevity is this time-restricted feeding. We got to give our bodies a break. We got to flush the system. We got to get rid of those toxins. You know, those conditions called degenerative diseases. Most of them are from a buildup of toxins, whether it be in the brain, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, you know, the buildup of these amyloid deposits, Lewy bodies, whatever it is, the buildup of that could be flushed if we gave ourselves a break through autophagy, through the intermittent fasting, the time-restricted feeding, or just, you know, an occasional 24 or 36, 48, 72-hour fast once in a while. Remember, if you do any of these things, please, 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 please hydrate. Pay attention to your hydration. Go back to step number one, hydration. It's so key, right? We can only live a day or two um, without water, but we could live days, weeks, sometimes months without food if we had to, but without water, we can't do it. So hydration, 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 pay attention to our food, the quality, the source, and then the timing of the food. And today we're just getting into it. Exercise and movement, one of my favorites of all times, not only because I just think it's dang fun to move and, and move our bodies, but it just, it's almost instantaneous. Like literally you move your body and you are pumped, like energized. The blood is flowing. I mean, it changes your state on a dime, like Tony Robbins has got this thing wired, you know, you're at his thing and you're jumping up around, you know, every 10, 15 minutes, you're out of your chair, you're, and then you're in your chair jumping around. I mean, it's the movement literally changes physiology on a dime. And I, I have to share a couple of studies. You, know, you guys know I'm kind of a, a nerd and super research based. And I just love, love, love to talk about the studies. And, um, you know, a lot of us in our workday, we can get fatigued, we can get tired, and we can have zaps in our energy. Usually it happens, you know, maybe pre-lunch or after lunch, right? If we, especially if we're eating things that aren't so amazing, they increase our blood sugar and then phew, they tank our blood sugar. And then, you know, an hour or two after we've eaten that uh, croissant or scone or bagel or 
you know, whatever cereal in the morning, we literally tank to a lower level, lower energy level than even before we started. And we're like, what the heck? I could have fasted this morning, skipped my meal. I would have been way more energized. I would have had that energy like our ancestors did. And I would have been pumped. Like, what was I thinking? You know, anyway, um, <laughs> there's a study I want to share with you, which was published in the 2017 in the Scandinavian Journal of Work Environmental Health. And it's called Exercise to reduce work-related fatigue among employees at randomized controlled trials. So this is the highest level of evidence. One group got their very simple movement or exercise program. One group was the control group. And guess what? Big surprise. The work-related fatigue went down significantly in the group that got the intervention, that simple intervention of movement. And uh, let me just read you a little bit. It says, Conclusions, the exercise intervention had enduring effects on work-related fatigue and broader indicators of employee well-being. This study demonstrates that in the case of work-related fatigue, exercise does constitute a powerful medicine for those who comply with the treatment. I love the fact that it was enduring. In other words, it didn't just have an effect in the moment, which we know movement and physiology you know, will literally get us pumped up in an instant. Like if you're feeling a little tired while you're typing away on your computer, like step away from your desk and do 50 air squats or just do 10 or walk in place or jumping jacks, you know, just do it for one or two minutes and literally your state is changed. Your energy levels has changed. But what's cool is they notice not only that immediate effect, but an enduring effect. So that was a 2017 Scandinavian Journal of Environmental Health. Exercise reduces work-related fatigue. There's another cool one I thought I would share with you because I was in this boat, you know, it's been a couple of decades, but it was uh, reported in the Plus One. um, That's the online uh, place where you can see all these medical literatures shared. It says exercise as an intervention to reduce study related fatigue among university students. And, and I'm still, I'm studying. I'm studying each and every day. And I was up last night. I was reading Tony Robbins' new book, Life Force. And I'll be honest, I, I kind of use reading a lot at night just to wind down because I can read with my little amber kind of no blue light uh, special, um, not a night light. What's it called? Book light <laughs> that I use. And, um, you know, the rest of the lights in my room are off. I read for an hour or so. And and it makes me real tired and gets me drifted off. I had an amazing eight hours of sleep last night. It was incredible. But before I went to sleep, I was reading and I got some fatigue, you know. And, and uh, this is common when we study and when, and when we read. And, and university students, uh, professional students, whatever, I mean, they're studying all day long. And so they tried out this simple thing called movement, right, to see if it would help them. <laughs> and guess what? Of course it did. This says the results underlie the value of, and this was a low-intensity exercise for university students. It was super low-intensity. I think they were just um, walking. Most of them were walking. Some of them had a very light jog, but they used it as an indicator. They had to be able to talk and carry on a full conversation during their exercise. So they didn't want them to be out of breath. They just wanted them to be moving. And it was three days a week, 30 minutes. It was super simple. wasn't a lot. And they show that the value of this for your exercise, low-intensity exercise for university students, um, it underlies, the results underlies the value of this exercise with the students who had high levels of study-related fatigue. They found that the intervention was significantly beneficial. It says that, uh, um, da, 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 and it lasted both at the time of and at the follow-up, at 12-week follow-up, 80% of them, so even 12 weeks after the study stopped, this is the cool part, I thought, 12 weeks later, right, that's three months later, up to 80% of the participants that were in that intervention group, the exercise group, they were still engaging in this regular practice of exercise, whereas they weren't before, and they were seeing further enhancements in decreased fatigue, better sleep quality, and also less emotional exhaustion. So what's cool is it's kind of like, it's kind of contagious, right? It's almost addictive, right? Uh, But in a good way, you know, you start moving your body and you're like, holy crap, I feel so good. Like, I want to do more of this. And these college students felt the same, that those that participated in this study, even three months later, they were doing this on their own because they noticed so many benefits. Okay, one last one I want to share with you about exercise. This one I thought was cool because I see a lot of patients with this, uh, chronic fatigue. 
you know, they just feel low energy. And so this was specifically looking at that group that was in the Cochrane database, which is an amazing just repository of health information and data that looks at lots and lots of studies. So these are like meta-analyses where they take 10, 20, 30, 50 different studies, combine all the results so you can kind of get a big picture on, on the results. And so this was reported in the Cochrane database of 2017, April 25th, entitled Exercise Therapy for Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. And in this, they looked at, you know, I forget how many thousand patients, but they used the Cochrane database and they looked at folks that had a diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome and eight different studies, and they were all randomized controlled trials that they included. So these are high quality evidence that they used um, to distill down and get us some conclusions. And, and in their studies, the different, the eight different ones they had, they had different lengths from 12 to 26 weeks. So, you know, three months to about a half a year, roughly. And um, some of them used aerobic exercise, others just mixed um, exercise, some anaerobic. And uh, the control group was just like whatever, the treatment as usual group, so to speak. And what they found that people with chronic fatigue syndrome benefit, generally benefit from the exercise. And what's interesting, like I started at the beginning, it seems counterintuitive, they ended up feeling less fatigued following the exercise therapy. It's like, what the heck? They expended energy, they used up energy, and they actually later had more energy. They felt less fatigued. And this is the cool part. No evidence suggests that exercise therapy may worsen outcomes. So it's not going to make it any worse. You know, if you're able to move your body in some way, if you got, you know, some um, issues with certain movements and things, I mean, do what you're able to do. Obviously, don't hurt yourself, but any kind of movement, most of us can walk. Um, that's one of my favorites. I, I included a couple studies in my book on simple walking because it's pretty much for 90 plus percent of us available. Any of us can go for a walk, whether it's in our own home, walking in place or at work, walking in place or just walking to and from, you know, our work, whether it be parking farther away in the parking lot, going up and down stairs, whatever it is, almost all of us can walk and that has huge benefits. So it said it benefits and they felt less fatigued and no evidence suggests that exercise therapy may worsen outcomes. It also had a positive effect with respect to sleep, physical function, and self-perceived general health. So, so cool. I just love, love, love that. I mean, it's so powerful, so simple, and typically, 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 it's free, right? We don't have to, um, generally speaking, we don't have to do anything you know, that requires a gym membership, you know, bonus if you want to do, you know, my wife actually, we kind of debated this for a long time, whether she should do a gym membership or just do class by class, but she loves Orange Theory. And we bounce around a lot all over the world. And <laughs> so we settled on, she just gets one of these punch cards and she goes whenever she wants. And then she just reloads it so that she's not stuck with the membership if she can't use it and things like that. But most of the stuff she does is just walking, running, she does little weights in the bedroom, whatever it is, like she finds a way, you know, and, and that's what's so cool about movement is there's no one size fits all. There's so many different things. If you're just moving your body, like it's amazing. It's awesome. And, and you will, I know, um, just love, love, love it because you'll feel so much better after not only immediately, but throughout the day. I mean, just the scope of the benefits. I mean, I literally in my book have a table, I think of 50 positive health benefits from exercise and there's more, but I, I listed about 50 of them. And it's just, it just makes me just happy thinking about it. it pumps me up, gets me excited. Anyway, enough of that movement. We all know it's awesome. Um, whatever you can do is, is awesome. Anything is, is helpful. It doesn't have to be regimented 30 minutes a day or whatever. You can mix it up. Like I said, do five minutes once an hour and like by the end of the day, you've already done 60 minutes of movement, like holy crap. And it just snuck in. Like, how did you even sneak that in five minutes an hour? And you've done 60 minutes after 12 hours. So whatever you can do, just, you know, maybe invest in a, a cardboard box to put on your desk and then stand next to it. Then you have a standing desk. That's what I do. I put a box on my desk. I, I only have one standing desk um, at one, one of the places we stay and the other places we, we move around to throughout the 
the year I don't have a standing desk. And so I, I improvise. I put a cardboard box on either a desk or a, a, a dresser. I'm at a dresser right now. And I, I just love to be standing while I'm working. I just think it's so much more healthful and beneficial. And, and then, you know, I can get kind of crazy and bounce around and, you know, it's awesome. So <laughs> anyway, the next thing I wanted to talk about, which will give you more energy, is to optimize optimize your stress. And I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum in previous podcasts. I'm not going to get too much into the weeds, but there is a way to optimize stress because stress can be super draining. It can suck. It can be that energy just sump. But we can actually change that. We can make it empowering. And I just wanted to do a couple quick shares here because one of the, one of the approaches to help us optimize, manage, enhance, you know, benefit from stress is through a practice called mindfulness, meditation, um, gratitude. You know, there's a lot of different words for similar things. You call it what you want. Um, I don't like to call it meditation because meditation is kind of scary for me. It just seems like, you know, I'm such a high energy guy. I'm always moving around doing stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to sit still for how long? I got to set my watch 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Anyway, that was hard for me. And I, I do incorporate meditation, but I do it my way. You know, I don't do it necessarily a, a specific prescribed way. And I'm going to share with you some data, which I think is super cool. One comes from uh, August 2020. So pretty recent journal of the American College of Health. And it's called the effects of guided mindfulness meditation on anxiety and stress in the college student population, pre-healthcare uh, college students. So these are like guys and gals that want to go into some form of healthcare medicine, be it uh, doctoring or any kind of physical therapy, chiropractic, like whatever. They're kind of doing pre-med kind of stuff. And this, this is cool. So they could do as little as five minutes of meditation. Their range was between five and 12 minutes. And guess what? All of them benefited, even if you only did five minutes a day. Now, now that's something I can latch on to because I'm such a like, I'm all over the place. I'm high energy. I'm moving around, doing lots of different things throughout the course of the day. I can do five minutes. Like that kind of made me smile. You know, even 12 minutes, I could do that too. But they had, let me just read the conclusion, five to 12 minutes of daily mindfulness is associated with decreased stress and anxiety, increased mindfulness, duh, with greater changes observed following the more minutes. So if you got closer to 12 minutes, like you were just crushing it, but they did see significant benefits in decreased anxiety, increased mindfulness, decreased stress with as little as five minutes. Five minutes. That's the Journal of American College of Health, October uh, 2020. As little as five minutes. So I would challenge you if you don't have any kind of mindfulness, um, uh, meditation practice, whatever. I do a simple thing in the mornings because it's more than five minutes and I just love it. It incorporates gratitude, mindfulness, breathing. It's the Tony Robbins priming exercise. You can just Google that, Tony Robbins priming. It takes just a little over five minutes. And I love to start my day that way. It's just amazing because you are thinking about the moments in your life that you are most grateful for, how you felt, and you bring it in, you bring it into the present. It's just, I mean, I'm just thinking about it right now. And if you see me on the YouTube, man, I'm smiling, I'm loving it. So, so this is what I do because it's effective, it's brief, and I think we all got five minutes in the day. Wouldn't you agree? Do you have five minutes that you could spend doing this? And it's a lot of bang for your buck, like this simple strategy of mindfulness. And you do it however you want. You can call it meditation. You can call it gratitude. You can call it um, whatever. You can do it through yoga. There's so many different things, but so beneficial, and it doesn't have to take a long time. Here's another study, Journal of Chiropractic Education 2017. It says perceived stress and fatigue among students in a doctor of chiropractic training program. I think this could be um, you know, pretty much applied to almost any of us that have undergone, you know, stressful uh, trainings or college or just work stuff. I mean, we all undergo a lot of stress and fatigue. What was cool is they were looking at, um, of the students, it says that reported having high or moderate levels, um, what they found of stress and fatigue is that their stress levels predicted, you know, whatever they said, if they had a medium stress level, a high stress level, 
the higher the level of stress that they reported, the better correlated this was with their fatigue. In other words, they also felt more fatigue, lower energy, more tired. So it was pretty interesting. It says um, those who reported moderate to high levels of stress had higher levels of stress and fatigue and uh, levels of the stress, the, the levels of the stress predicted the levels of fatigue and stress was strongly correlated with psychological health, with relationships with family members, mood um, and fatigue. So it's strongly correlated. So the more stressed out these um, folks were, the lower energy they were. And, and I think we can all agree to that. Right? It's not rocket science. Like if we're super stressed out, we, it often zaps us and drains us. And that can spill over into other areas of our life. This is another study from the um, British Medical Journal of Family Practice. It says symptoms, and this is 2018, symptoms that may be stress-related um, can lead to an exhaustion disorder. And so they talk about stress and exhaustion. And what they concluded was that many, many patient visits to a primary care doctor's office, you know, just your family doctor, your regular doctor, a lot of them are related to stress. And that's not surprising. I think um, oftentimes, you know, the stress in our lives can lead to other issues because stress can negatively impact us in so many different ways. You know, from a physiological sense, you know, we know it raises the hormone called cortisol, sort of that fight or flight hormone. And it can cause a lot of potential downstream effects. You guys have probably heard of adrenal fatigue. If you're super stressed out all the time and you're burning out your cortisol, like overall your adrenal glands, these little, you know, walnut sized glands that sit on top of your kidneys that are responsible for kind of keeping your body alive, right? <laughs> At least that's how it was originally designed. We had to run from the tiger or the lion. Like they get burned out. And when they get burned out, your energy <laughs> tanks, right? And not only does your energy tank, but it affects so many other aspects of your life. And this can be helped with these simple techniques, right? Like mindfulness, movement, going out for a walk, getting some fresh air, vitamin N or nature. And I, I talk all about this. I actually have a full course just on stress. It's already out. It's already released. Hop on over there, modernmedicinemovement.com. Scroll down, get my new stress course. It's, it's super affordable, less than a meal out with your, with your loved one. It's super, super inexpensive. And you will learn these strategies of how you can optimize stress in your life because it's necessary. We all have it. It's something that uh, unfortunately in the last two years has really increased. You know, before the whole pandemic, the estimate from the studies I've read, I mean, they've looked at hundreds of thousands of people, 80% of us on any given year were having some significant stressor. And now those numbers are nearly 100% the last couple of years with the pandemic. No, no real surprise, but it is a true health emergency. The American Psychological Association has declared stress and stress-related disorders a true medical emergency, like crisis-level stuff. And there is something we can do. You know, the cool thing is there's something we can do. And generally speaking, these techniques, they don't cost anything. Taking five minutes of mindfulness you know, just do the Tony Robbins priming exercise that I do. It's like right about five minutes long. And like, I love to do it at the beginning of the day because it just sets the tone. It just gets you in that gratitude filled, you know, you just, it wants, it, it just makes you want to just go out and give and do and serve and just conquer the world, you know, with, with joy and peace and, and sharing, you know, your, your true love for life with people, you know, your ikigai, your passion, like, after you do that gratitude exercise with Tony Robbins or just do a gratitude journal or five minutes of reflection, however you choose to do it, like maybe just start with the Tony Robbins thing if you don't do anything yet, just because it gives you an idea of kind of how to bring in those positive emotions and then just do whatever feels good, you know, in, in the way that you do things, but make it simple. Do five minutes of it, five minutes of it. Anyway, I think I, I <laughs> got a little, a little carried away there, but that was another super important energy you know, hack, if you will, is how to optimize stress because stress can just drain, just suck out all that energy. And if you know how to deal, manage, optimize your stress with these techniques, like the simple one I talked about, mindfulness, it's a game changer. Another thing that can optimize our energy, and this one, you know, should also be sort of a no-brainer, is by optimizing our sleep. Like 
duh, if we're not getting adequate sleep, of course, we're not going to feel energized. Who's got up after being up most of the night working on a project, got up two or three or four hours later and been like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to get through this next day? Or if you've done it multiple days in a row, maybe the first day you're okay. And the second day you're like, oh my gosh. And your cognitive abilities are going through the tank and you know, you, you just feel like you're drunk, intoxicated or whatever, because you just can't focus. You can't, because you haven't gotten that simple thing called sleep. And now we know as of about 2012, we know why you have to sleep. Before that, we knew you had to sleep. We knew what happened when you didn't sleep, but we never knew why. And this goes along with what I was talking about intermittent fasting during the night when you're resting, when you're not eating, when your body is given a chance to flush that's when the housekeeping happens. That's when your brain flushes out the toxins, the microglial cells. You have this whole thing called the glymphatic system. It flushes out all those toxins while you're sleeping, while you are resting, while you're not using energy to process your food. Did you know that one of the biggest energy sumps that you do throughout the day is actually digesting your food? It takes a huge amount of energy. So no wonder after you eat a big meal, like you're so tired because all your blood flow is going to the gut, the splanchic circulation, you know, your liver, your intestines, it's Blood is just shunting. It's all going there to digest your food. So you don't have anything left. That's why you're so tired. But at night, when we rest, the housekeeping gets done, right? The chores gets done. The brain gets the toxins flushed. We get rid of all the junk that's built up during the day. So it's so important to sleep. If we don't sleep, you know, we know the many, many, many deleterious or negative effects. And if you do sleep, I mean, who can't share with me how great you feel when you get that solid seven, eight hours of uninterrupted beauty sleep. You know, like you feel awesome. Today when I woke up, I woke up early, you know, before the sun came up. And I think it was like exactly eight hours after my head hit the pillow. And I felt amazing. It wasn't even light outside, but I was ready to get up and get it because I got that eight hours of sleep. And so optimizing your sleep is so, so powerful. We know that if we don't sleep well, it messes with our hormones. I talk all about this in my sleep course. Hormones like cortisol, hormones like the hunger hormone, ghrelin, right? All these hormones get jacked up, your growth hormone, so many things if you're not sleeping well. And so I, I've designed a whole course on sleep that'll be coming out real soon to help you with all the nuance, but focusing on simple, simple things that are free like consistency. Try to go to bed the same time every night. Try to get up the same time every morning, even on the weekends for the most part. You know, have a routine at night. You know, I do the three, two, one routine, right? At least three hours before bed, I stop, I curtail, I make a food curfew, if you will, at least three hours before I go to bed. I want to have at least three hours that I'm not digesting food. I want to give my body a break. Two hours before bed, I try to stop the, the work and the like exercise and things like that. I try to have those last two hours of kind of chill time, I'm with my family, whatever. I'm not, you know, doing a bunch of work on the computer or whatever. I try to turn turn out the blue lights. One hour of bedtime for sure. If you haven't done it by this time between <coughs> T minus 60 minutes, right? You want to shut down all the blue lights. I tend to read at night. And so I have all the blue lights off. Um, and I just read by this little amber night light that I got that doesn't emit blue light. And or I just hang out, you know, with my wife and we chat and we, you know, journal or whatever. Um you know, have a little snuggle time that last hour, whatever. But I, I have this kind of rhythm every night, this routine, three, two, one, no food, three hours before bed, two hours before bed, I cut back the exercise, the work, you know, all that one hour before bed, I cut back the blue light stuff, the screens, right? Turn off all the screens, whatever it be the cell phone, the iPad, the TV, whatever, <clears throat> because we need to have our circadian cycle optimized. And I'll give you this one hint from the sleep course. One of my favorite hacks to improve sleep actually starts when you first wake up in the morning. It starts in the day, like getting outside for a couple of minutes, getting exposed to natural light will help you sleep better at night. Also free and simple. If you want more, go over and get my sleep course. It'll be coming out real soon, modernmedicinemovement.com. But optimizing your sleep will enhance your energy. Like no big surprise, but it is huge. It is powerful. I could literally talk about sleep all day long. It's just, I was the worst, you know? You, you're aware of the Cure song, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, you know? Um, I think it came out in 2006. Like, I lived my life like that for over 20 years during my medical training, during my initial 15 years of doctoring where I literally worked 
80, 100 hours a week. Like I didn't value my sleep. And my wife will tell you, I was grumpy. I also felt lower energy than I should have. You know, I was in my 30s and heck, I'm almost 50 now and I'm more energized and lively than ever before. Like I literally feel like I have the energy that I did as a teenager. And part of that is because I value my sleep now and I make it a priority. Like you might even have to set that schedule on your phone that says bedtime reminder and block out those eight hours. Like whatever you got to do, like my, my phone does that because it's kind of a cute little reminder. Okay, time to kind of wind down. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I got to I gotta get my sleep because I know my kids will be up early. They get up between six and seven every morning, no matter where we are in the world, like whether it's dark, whether it's light, like their clocks are going off. So I need to be up and at it, you know? And so making a couple small steps, making your sleep room, your sleep cave, your sleep sanctuary, you know, with all those ingredients, dark and cool and you know, noise-free and without the blue lights and all these kinds of things. Um, and then the timing, the schedule, and, and what you do in the day. Like I said, the daylight exposure during the day. There's so many just important things with respect to sleep. Um, like I said, go over and get my course. It'll be available real soon on sleep, and that will help you during the day to get more energy. So um, just want to make sure there's a couple more little things I wanted to cover. Obviously, the things that sump and zap and take away your energy, the toxins that can occur through smoking, through alcohol, these kinds of things, you know, obviously try to limit or get rid of those in your life because there's a reason why alcohol makes you feel drowsy, right? Makes you feel tired and low energy. And although you might think, hey, I'll just have a little before I go to bed, it'll help me get to sleep. Well, actually, it might help you get to sleep, but it actually makes your quality of sleep much worse. And so you'll, at the end of the day, it'll be worse for you. You won't get a good night's sleep or as good as you could have um, without alcohol really wrecks uh, sleep. There's a couple other things I wanted to share with you. And um, one of my favorites is just the human connection. You can actually get energized. And I'm sure you guys have noticed this. If you're around people that are positive, that are vibrant, that are doing stuff that you love to be around, like it's literally contagious. That connection is not only contagious, but it literally amplifies your energy. You know, you've heard of the, the talk on the vibrational frequencies that we all have. I mean, if you're with somebody that's literally vibrating on a high level, frequency is up and you're with them and you're sharing with them and you're like, it's amazing. Like it's contagious. Like literally your energy goes up. And, and there's been a lot of research on social connections um, and how they can improve your mood, your energy, they can decrease the amount of tiredness <laughs> that you have. Um, because without it, you know, there's been lots of studies, especially as we get older, often our elders are, can be more isolated. Um, and it's sad, like, like if they're not connected, their energy levels are going down and down and down. And if you bring them together and they're doing things together, they're active, whether it be with their family members, with friends, this all changes. And this is applicable to all of us at any stage of life. And I think we can I'll vouch for that when we're with a group of people that's positive, that we want to share time with, that we want to be connected to. Like, your energy can go through the roof. I mean, why do you think Tony Robbins has done over the years these events with 15, 20,000 people? Because the energy is insane. Like, being connected with people, there's actually a hormone that gets released when you're connecting with people. It's called oxytocin. It's actually the anti-stress hormone. It basically wipes away all these negative benefits of stress and enhances all the good things. It improves blood flow. It improves nitric oxide. Where's the dudes out there? Nitric oxide. That's the, that's the thing, right? That helps the dilation in the nether regions that helps you have good blood flow to the parts that you want to have good blood flow. Nitric oxide is enhanced by connection. No big surprise, right? By oxytocin. So lots of cool stuff. The connection is real. It's important. It's energizing. There's a couple of fun things I just wanted to, <laughs> we talked a little bit about sunshine. You know, we obviously know we, when we don't get any sunshine, there's this whole thing called the seasonal affective disorder, often in the Pacific Northwest and other places that don't see a lot of sun um, in the winter. It's real. Um, when you're not getting sunshine, your mood can go down. When you get out there for a few minutes, like, it's amazing. Just look out at the beautiful sky, no matter where it is in the world, even if you don't have a lot of nature, if you can just see the sky it can be amazing. My favorite times of the day, sunrise, sunset, and even those colorings, the reds and stuff, they're really, really good for your body, your circadian rhythm. They're awesome stuff. So try to get outside, get moving. We've talked about, um, <clears throat> this is my wife's favorite. I had to mention it, but, but just turning on your favorite 
you know, song, your favorite music. Like we just had a dance party the other night while we were playing Settlers of Catan. We did the Sing To soundtrack, which is pretty pumpy. My kids love it, especially my two little girls. And they were literally, we, we were playing the game and they were like partners to like, my daughter was on my team and stuff. And we actually won, like, thank you very much. I, I never win that game, but I, you know, we won this last uh, time we did. And, and we had a simultaneous dance party and it was incredible. Like literally just turning on some music. Maybe it's in your car on your commute, or maybe it's at home or in the shower, wherever you like to do it. Just start singing your favorite song. Like it's amazing. Just watch all these videos my wife posts on her stories and Instagram, whatever, of our girls dancing away. Like you turn that music on and the energy level is through the roof. So much fun. So <laughs> add that to your daily regime, you know, get a little playlist, your energizing playlist, you know, make sure you're connecting, make sure you're getting appropriate sleep, make sure you're getting your movement in. Make sure you're optimizing your stress. Do all these things and you will be so, so grateful. It's amazing. These simple, free energy hacks can be life-changing, right? We've talked about in the last two podcasts now, everything from the food that we eat, try to avoid the sugars and highly processed things, especially they will zap your energy. They will give you maybe a spurt of quick energy and you'll go down to a lower low, which is not awesome. So avoid that. Pay attention, source, quality, timing of your food. Pay attention to your sleep, your movement, how you manage stress, how to optimize it. As simple as five minutes a day with some meditation. Make sure you stay hydrated, right? Make sure you're connecting with people. And then just belt out your favorite song. Get up at your desk and whatever, you know, stand next to it. Do your daily movement. Grab, grab your dumbbell that's sitting at the side of your desk. Do a quick couple of rounds. You know, whatever it is, jumping jacks, do your thing. But literally, remember, five minutes every hour would amount to an hour of exercise, hour of movement over the course of a, a usual day. So it's simple. doesn't have to be difficult. If you want more, please follow me at Aloha Surf Doc or at Modern Medicine Movement. Hop on over, sign up for my newsletter, modernmedicinemovement.com. My free Facebook group, Modern Medicine Movement, Health and Wellness Facebook group. A lot of goodness coming out real soon. My VIP community starting soon. My book coming out. A lot of courses. Check it out. Until then, aloha.